The plot twists keep on coming. Alex Cox was married before, but it wasn't only to Zulema Pastenas. In a recently released audio clip from Chandler PD, a woman named Debbie was married to Alex while they were in their 20s. She made a call to Chandler PD and she talked about her relationship with Alex, his relationship to Lori, and also a lot of concerns she had while she was married to him. So I'm going to play the clip and then give you some deeper insight in between. Let's get into it. Investigations, Detective Coons. Hi, Detective Coons. This is Debbie. I'm returning your call. Oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you for calling back. Sure. So, um, I'm not really sure. Did you provide the Chandler Police Department with a uh, tip on a specific homicide investigation? I did. Okay. I, I didn't want to, like, uh, lead into what the information was or anything like that or even assume that it was you because sometimes people um, play games with us online. So. Um, sure. So... I've read the information that you provided, and I'm assuming you typed the information out? I did. Okay. Um, what is it that um, you can actually talk to us about regarding all of this? Well, I can only share the conversation. So I was married to Alex many years ago, and our marriage ended within a year. But we stayed in very close contact for several years. And I spoke to Alex last, uh, right after he had served time in jail for the assault on Joseph Ryan. And when he was telling me about it, now Alex, I'm sure you know from your investigation, was a comedian. And he was always joking about things in a funny way or trying to be funny. And he did tell me he was still really, really mad about at Joseph Ryan because of things with his sister, Lori. Alex was in jail for 90 days for assaulting Joseph Ryan, Lori's third husband. Alex was charged with aggravated assault in the second degree. If you remember, that was regarding the tasing incident. Alex went after Joseph Ryan and stunned him with a stun gun a few times. And while Alex was in jail, he would write to one of his friends named Mary Tracy. She was a fellow comedian. And he wrote her four letters, and she said that Alex would always mention Joseph Ryan in these letters. In one of the letters, he said, do me a favor, call Janice. Ask her to put Joe's address on a postcard and his license plate number. I think it will be popular here. No name, just address and plate number, thanks. And in another letter, he said, P.S. Can you get a picture from Lori of one of her ex-husbands and send it to me? Some of the guys would like to hang out with him. Alex ended up having to pay $5,000 in restitution to Joseph Ryan, and Alex was placed on probation. Now back to the phone call. Okay. Um, custody issues. And he had told me that Joseph Ryan had um, possibly sexually abused the kids, uh, Colby, as well as Tylee, but when I would ask Alex a lot of questions about it and try to dig deeper, then it would turn into, well, we're just trying to get custody, and 
he would flip-flop around quite a bit on whether or not that abuse had actually taken place, whether they had any proof it had taken place, or if they were just playing games to try to help his sister get custody. Mm-hmm. But in that conversation, he told me that he wanted to bait Joseph Ryan into a fight so that he could kill him. And if I had really at that time thought he was serious, because he said it in a joking way, but it was still creepy and weird. Weird enough that I never spoke to Alex again. That was the last time I ever talked to him. I just thought, okay, jail has not been kind to him. He's off his rocker. I really don't want to have this guy in my life anymore. So I just never spoke to him again. That was the last time. But he had told me he wanted to bait him into a fight so that he could kill him and claim self-defense. Okay. And how long after um, Joe, or how long after Alex had been released from uh, serving his time that you guys had this talk? I think it was probably two, three months. Okay. I, I'm not 100% sure on the dates, but I know it was relatively soon after, just not immediately. Okay. Um, did he ever go into any details of what he did um, to Joe or anything like that, or why he did that? Yeah, he told me that he had tased him, and he told me that the reason he did it was because Joe was making it difficult for Lori to get custody of the kids. He also claimed that he did it as punishment for sexually abusing the kids. He he said he thought Joseph deserved to die um, because of the sexual abuse, but really, Alex couldn't provide any. Well, I didn't feel because I was like, well, are you sure? How do you know? Did you take the kids to a doctor? I was asking a lot of questions, and he just couldn't be straight with the answers. But those were his reasons that he stated to me that he had tased Joe. Okay, and did he say that he had tried to kill Joe that time, or was it something different? He didn't say he was trying to kill him. He just wanted to hurt him. Okay. But he did tell me he wanted to kill him, but I took it I took it more of I'm getting I want to kill that guy, you know, just kind of conversational. I didn't think he would actually go do something like that. Okay. I was even shocked that he tased him. But I didn't even know about the tasing. I heard about it from Alex. What do you mean you didn't know about the tasing? Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I, Alex had kind of fallen off the radar mm-hmm. for about, we hadn't talked for about a year. And um, so I just thought he kind of fell off the radar. And then we talked and he told me where he'd been the last year and what he had done. And Alex took it to the stage as a comedian, and he joked about his attack on Joe. Have a listen to what he said. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to do a little jail time last year. I'll confess to you guys. You ever, 
had something that you knew was the right thing to do, but it turns out that later on it was a, a felony. <laughs> this is a true story. I found out that my ex-brother-in-law was a, a pedophile, so I took a stun gun and I discharged it right in his nutsack. And in, I did. And in Texas, uh, that's a felony. I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll get a handshake or a parade or something. Uh, I got probation. Okay. When did you I guys had get married? Been, I got married in 92. So then you got divorced in 93? Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I don't know that this helps anything with the investigation, but as soon as I married him, I didn't know his family before we got married. We mm -hmm. dated, whirlwind romance, got married, then I got to know the family. And there were so many crazy dynamics in that family that, and I've gone back since all of this came out and read my journals from that period of time. And there was just a lot of crazy dynamics in that family back then. And it caused a lot of issues right away. And it actually made me scared and nervous. How so? And we thought about, um, because there was a lot of inappropriate, there was a lot of inappropriate sexual touching and things going on in the family, particularly between him and his sister. So between Alex and Lori. And Lori. Okay, um, you kind of got me at a loss on this one. Um, what what do you consider inappropriate uh, sexual touching? Like, they were simulating sex acts, and which is not normal to me for a brother and a sister. Um, for example, um, he would pick her up and she'd wrap her legs around his waist and he would kind of bounce her up and down on himself. Okay. In front of me, and they would moan and simulate sex acts and I have brothers and I would never act like that with one of my brothers okay. and his, his mom and dad talked about their sex life in front of us constantly and it just kind of seemed to be a game for them oh, to the talk mom about and dad their didn't really object to it then huh? no not at all. All of this was going on in the family, in front of everybody. They had no shame. Now, I've seen so many comments throughout the time that I've covered this case that they talked about, you know, Alex and Lori and their relationship and how it seemed very, very odd. And it seemed to be more than just a sibling relationship. Also, remember when Alex and Lori had that knocked down, dragged out fight in the middle of the street? One of the neighbors thought that it was a married couple fighting. And the neighbor said, I thought they must have been husband and wife because it was the sort of fight you don't normally have with your sister. She was screaming at him, accusing him of bringing disgrace on their family. He said, I joked with my wife that I thought he might have killed her after that argument. There's also numerous other instances and even Alex's friend Mary Tracy she said how overprotective he was of Lori and so many people said this as well Joseph's sister Annie Cushing she said it as well and even April Raymond we heard a lot about that that 
you know, Alex was the protector and overprotector. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that obviously was kind of a uh, an alarm for you, I'm assuming, during your uh, your marriage. Yeah. And did did it continue? Was it more than one time that you saw it? Yeah, it was. It was just about every time we were with them. Now, Alex and I only lived together, married for about four or five months, and then I just knew that that family was too weird. That I had made a big mistake, and so I got out. Okay, so at there the was, time, were you guys part of LDS? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, both of us had been baptized, but neither one of us were being active. Okay. And I was only baptized and active for a year of my life anyway. I wasn't really raised LDS. All righty. Um, how, how did Alex talk about Lori? Well, he was a really, really protective big brother, but he also talked about her being hot, and uh, he sexualized her quite a bit, and that he was just also really, really protective. We lived in the same apartment complex for a while, and it just kind of seemed like Alex just chased after her a lot. This doesn't surprise me that Alex and Lori lived in the same apartment complex. Alex seemed to live near Lori for numerous years. Even before Charles was killed, Alex lived not too far away from there, and he would even sleep over at Lori's house, well, especially the night before Charles was killed. And he moved with her when she moved to Idaho. He followed suit. Did you ever suspect anything more going on other than their... I guess their playfulness, I guess. Well, I asked him because he did touch her breasts and things, but they were allowed to do that in their family. So to him, he didn't think it was weird. He thought I was weird for thinking it was weird. And um, so we talked about that stuff a lot, but I didn't think he was sleeping with her. Okay. I just thought he had the liberty to touch her. Did you ever confront him on that? Yeah, I did. I did, and I confronted him on, what about when we have kids? Would you allow that between our kids? And he just didn't think that there was anything wrong with what was going on. Okay. So we thought about it. Now, I wonder if this kind of behavior went on in front of Lori's husband's or if Alex knew better than to do that around them. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below. So you mentioned that he was a protective big brother. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Well, he just... Um, she had been married. She got married really quickly. I think she ran off to Las Vegas, and this was right before I married Alex. I think she ran off to Las Vegas with one of her, she married a guy, and then came home, and Alex would just always talk about how he 
wanted to go kick his ass. Was this Joe no or other, was this somebody else? No, this was someone else. She got married when she was like 18. Oh, okay. And, and they didn't approve of her choice, and she did run away and elope. And the minute she got back to California, their dad, Barry, made her divorce him. And so Alex was, like, really, really bothered by that. But if anybody kind of looked at her wrong or um, treated her how he thought was not right, then he was always talking about how he wanted to kick their ass. Okay, and did you ever see him uh, take steps to that? No. I really thought he was all talk and no action on that. Okay. He always just talked really tough back then. How old were they when um, when you guys got married and you saw this behavior? I was 22, and Alex was 24. Okay. Um, and I'm unfamiliar with how much older Alex was than Lori. I'd say three, four years. Three to four years. So, okay, yeah. so she was maybe 20, 21 at the time? Yeah. Yep, okay. that sounds right. Okay. And this, where was this at? Um, what state? Utah. In Utah? Mm-hmm. Now, when Alex was married, Lori would have been around 19 years old. Alex was born in January of 1968, and Lori was born in June of 1973. Lori was married in 1992 at 19 years old, and her first husband's name was Nelson Yanis. Lori, um, yeah, Lori and Alex both lived here in Utah, and then we just went to California a lot. And so a lot of the inappropriate behavior that I saw, I didn't see any of that in Utah. All of the inappropriate behavior I saw was in California at their mom and dad's house. So anytime that you guys went to visit the parents, that's when you saw this behavior? Yeah. Okay. And otherwise, how was his behavior at the apartments other than, I guess, uh, kind of touching her? At the apartments, um, I didn't really see them interact too much. It seemed like here in Utah, she had her friends that she ran around with, and Alex and I were always together. And so I didn't see a whole lot of interaction just Oh, I just remember a lot of the conversations about him wanting to beat up the guys she was dating. And he was always kind of obsessed with where she was going and what she was doing, but we didn't do a lot with her. Okay. And is that also during the time frame, during that time frame that he would refer to her as being hot or would that be only when you yeah. were visiting the family? No, that was, yeah, during that time he would, he would talk about how hot she was. Okay. And to your knowledge, are they um, biological brother and sister? They are, to my knowledge. Okay. Did And you never talked to him after that last comment where he stated he was going to try to bait Joe into a fight? 
Yeah, nope. That was the last time I talked to him. Okay. Um, it, it, and forgive me, uh, would that have been in 2009? Yeah. Or would that have been a little later? No, I think it was 2009 when I was doing the math. Okay. But it because was... it was right after he had just been in jail. Okay. And, and you I... said like a couple months maybe after he got out. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, and at that point, did you ever hear of Alex being violent to anybody other than the event with Joe? No, I hadn't. Um, like I said, I, I really thought Alex was all talk and no action. And so I never, I never thought that could happen. Okay. Did Alex ever... I was shocked by the tasing. Well, I can imagine if you've never seen that type of behavior, I, I can certainly imagine the, the shock that could come from that. Um, did Alex ever talk about um, religion with you or any ideology that he had? Yeah, um, he did. Uh, while, while he and I were married, he got excommunicated from the Mormon church. And then over the course of the years of our communicating after our divorce, I know that he said he got rebaptized and then he got excommunicated again. And um, then I just don't think he ever bothered to try to get rebaptized, but he was always really, really um, convicted in the faith. He had very strong opinions, but where Alex is weak is he was just sexually promiscuous. And so then he just kept getting kicked out of the church because I think he was a sex addict. So what makes you think he was sexually uh, promiscuous? Oh, my goodness, because he told me. He would tell me. He couldn't control having, he couldn't control sex. He would find it wherever he could find it. And is this after you were divorced? And it was before also. I was just foolish and thought, oh, he's married now, so that's going to be over. But we were actually living in, when we first moved in together, we were living in Texas. And he had told me about his struggles with sex addiction before we got married. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really understand what that was at 22, and so I thought, oh, okay, we get married and it's over. But when we were living in Texas, then he came, I had been wanting to move back to Utah because I didn't like living in Texas, and he wanted to stay, but then all of a sudden he came home from work one day and said, okay, we're moving, pack up the car, let's go. I didn't ask questions because I was excited to leave. So we packed up the car and we left, but it was really hurried. And we even left some things behind. But once we got back to Utah, I found out that actually he had slept with a 15-year-old girl while we were living in Texas. And her dad had found out, and so her dad was going to come find him. Gotcha. So that's why we uh, left. Uh, I'm going to take care of this problem on my own type of a deal. Yeah. 
so Alex, that that was why Alex came home and said, okay, we're leaving right now. Okay. Um, and we were already married at that point, but that did play into our divorce. There was just too much promiscuity. Sure. Surrounding sex in our marriage early on. So infidelity then, I'm assuming, uh, was part of the issues? Uh, just with the, I only know about the 15-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. I only know about that one. And then the other sex issues for us were really the situation with his sister. The situation with his sister with... In... Just the touching and, okay. yeah, the, the touching and the things that we've already talked about. Okay. It was just so blatant all the time when we were around her. And it was always Lori. He didn't he didn't act like that with his other sister Summer because Summer was really, really young, so and he didn't act like that with his older sister Stacy. He only acted like that with Lori. Now, it's interesting in here that Debbie talked about a 15-year-old and how Alex was, you know, doing inappropriate things with this 15-year-old. And it's interesting because that's the very thing that Alex was angry about at Joseph Ryan was for, you know, SA. So it's interesting here that this is going on with a 15-year-old and then the 15-year-old's dad is coming after him and he splits, you know, splits town. So um, it's just interesting to me. Let me know your thoughts below. Now, when Alex was 24, Lori was 19, like I mentioned, and Summer would have been 17 years old. She's just a couple years younger than Lori. And their older sister, Stacy, who is Melanie Pulowski's mom, she died in 1998. She would have been 26 at the time that Debbie was married to Alex. Okay. Um, so... Since all of this stuff has obviously been hitting the media, um, have you been contacted by any other family members or anyone else um, and provided uh, information with the the intent that they wanted you to say this or anything like that? No. No, I've actually really, really kept a low profile because I don't want to be in the news. I don't want my kids felt a responsibility to at least say what I heard in that last conversation. And it's taken me a while to even get to you because I didn't, I, I left the tip on the Gilbert um, police and I left a tip at Idaho and I left a tip at the FBI mm-hmm. and um, didn't ever hear from anyone, and then it was just this last week I realized I should have left the tip with Chandler. But no, so I haven't been contacted. No, no, um, I'm not sh- even sure that people can find our divorce, marriage, and divorce license because it was just so long ago. Where was that? So I don't. We got married in Wyoming. And was it pretty much um, a a know-nothing deal for the the divorce? Yeah. Okay. 
Since there, there's yeah. no kids in common? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, so I'm asking this qu- next question because uh, it's going to get asked one way or the other. So it, it's not to be judgmental or anything like that. Um, but why... Uh, come forward now this far down the road from when the investigation started? Well, like I said, I well, at first, I couldn't even believe it. When I saw it on the news, I thought, I can't believe this happened. And then after about a month of that, then I did start trying to reach out. I I tried all of those agencies that I told you about. Okay. When did you actually first hear about this? December. December of uh, last year? Yes. Okay. And that was because of the search for the kids and, and or the death of Alex or, or what? No, it was the, um, yeah, it was the search for the kids. I was watching the news one night. Okay. And you kind and of. And it came on and I was just floored. Okay. All right. Uh, give me. I'm going to um, just let you know that we, we we record our conversations just because the prosecutors want that done. But I'm going to stop the recording now so I can actually ask for your personal information. Okay. So just kind of. Bear okay. With can me. I tell you one thing though? Yes. Because I don't want to leave anything out. Yes. Um, when I first found out, very first, I did reach out to Alex's sister, Summer, mm-hmm. through Instagram and just said, because I heard Alex had died. And so I reached out to his sister, Summer, and I said, I'm just so sorry to hear about Alex. And her response was, don't believe what you're seeing in the news. And that was it. There was no other contact, but I just didn't want you to think that when you asked me if I'd talked to anyone. Mm-hmm. I talked to Summer, but that was that was the only exchange, and that's all it was said. And that was with uh, Instagram. Yeah, and that was probably actually in December when I first first heard that Alex had passed away and that there was a problem. At okay. that point, I just still couldn't believe that actually he could have done something like this. Sure. So I was sad he died. It is um, it, it is one of those uh, things that we tend to not see in people, and then we have an even harder time believing it when we hear of it. Yeah, it took me a minute to believe this was actually happening, but I would say and I'll be honest, I was scared of being in the news because um, my kids don't. And I thought, well, the police are going to find everything that they need. But I just couldn't get past what Alex had said. And while he may not have done that plan to Joseph, I don't know that he didn't do it to Charles. And I just couldn't live knowing he had said something like that to me and not pass it on. And and I appreciate the fact that you are reaching out to us to uh, provide this information to us. Um, 
So I'm going to ask you, if we have additional questions, is it okay to reach out to you? Of course. Okay. So I'm going to stop the recording now so I can get the additional information. There's a few shockers in this. And I guess when we look at it, maybe not so shocking at the same time. But it does give us a little more insight as to Lori's behavior, Alex's behavior, and what their relationship was from very early on. And we're seeing this throughout. What are your thoughts on that? Let me know in the comments below. And let me know what you would love to, you know, dig in more to and find out about. I'm curious about that. If you haven't seen my other videos in the case, I'll put that in the description box below. I have two playlists. One is deeper into Charles Vallow and of course the Lori and Chad Daybell case. And there's always more coming. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. The plot twist. The plot twists. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.